Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. I'm going to talk about something called waiting. I'm going to say, are you waiting well? Are you waiting well? Nobody likes to wait. So, you know, don't get too like, what's this going to be about? But let me pray. Let me pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this morning. I thank you, Father, for your voice and that you speak to us and that um, you just release such a beautiful spirit of revelation of who you are, um, and that everything that is said, Lord, that we would just see a new side of your love and your faithfulness and your patience towards us in every season, God. So I just pray right now, Father, that, um, that everything that is spoken today would just be solely by, your, by the Holy Spirit and that every heart would um, experience some sort of healing or just embrace or just feeling your love and your pleasure towards them father god we just love you so much god we thank you in jesus name amen are you waiting well guys i know it feels like the word waiting kind of leaves like a kind of got a bad taste in your mouth about that word nobody likes to wait for anything Nobody likes to wait. Everybody wants everything fast. Everybody wants quick results. You want the weight loss fast. You want your food fast. You want, you know, justice fast. You want healing fast. You want, you know, if you're single, you want a man fast. I want a woman fast. You know, there's everything that you want, and nobody wants to wait for anything to come. Everybody wants quick results. And while the Lord can do any of those things now, the question is, what do we look like when he's not doing it? What do, what do we look like when we're needing to wait? What do we look like when he doesn't give us those quick results or that quick healing or that quick word or that whatever it is? What does it look like? What do we look like when we're waiting? And I wanted to share this. this is, I believe the current perspective on waiting has created an unhealthy culture of people that don't know how to embrace growth that comes with the waiting. But instead, the waiting has led to anxiety It's led to disappointment. It's led to discouragement because things aren't fixed yet or because I'm not seeing results or because stuff is taking too long. And it creates this toxic satisfaction of only feeling good when things are moving quickly, but then you fall apart when you have to wait. Has anybody ever been there? Am I the only one? Come on, y'all. Where it's like, everything's going good. And you're just like, yes, highest praise, highest praise. And then you're waiting and you're just like, what's happening? (laughs) This is not fun. But I have good news. Say good news. There's a way to experience growth and joy in waiting seasons. And I love that. There's, we have access to be able to bear fruit in every season. Every season. We can live a life where there's no dry seasons. We can live a life where there's, um, there's no seasons of hopelessness or despair. The Lord moves in every season, and he's always building. He's always creating, and we have access to that. And because um, in seasons of waiting, I feel like there's two options. There's either you can wait and do nothing, or we can wait and prepare, Right? And waiting doesn't mean that you have no direction or no purpose in life and that you're kind of just this wandering aimlessly thing. But waiting can look like a time of growth and preparation 
So I say let's turn our seasons of waiting into seasons of becoming. I feel like we can really change and redeem this word waiting. Anybody hears that? It is. It's, it's become like this thing of like, I'm going to avoid that as much as possible. And everything is always like dark and gloomy in the waiting. No. We can turn seasons of waiting into seasons of becoming. So I want to read this, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. It says, have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable and he gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That is good news, guys. Look at all that we have access to while we wait. I mean, this is what I'm saying. We can flip we can change the story of what a season of waiting is like. And if you dive into this word waiting, where it says, they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The meaning of it can be eagerly wait, to hopefully wait, and to expect. To me, this sounds, the season of waiting sounds like a great time to prepare and to be expectant. You know, when a mother is expecting a baby, she's not usually sitting there with her big old belly and just like, it may or may not come out. Hmm. <laughs> We're just going to see what happens. Whatever happens, happens. It may stay in there. It may... No! They're preparing because they know something's going to happen. They know they're going to birth something. So what do they do? They prepare their bodies. They prepare their minds. They prepare their house. They get the nursery. They buy all the things. They prepare the husband. They prepare the dog. They prepare the cat. They prepare everybody. There is something that is coming, and she's not just sitting there like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whatever. She prepares. She knows that there is something that is about to be birthed. There's something that is growing. They prepare and they prepare. So what are we doing in the waiting? You know, God has purposed. He's birthed a purpose within you. And I feel that many of you know exactly what it is. Um, but there may be some of you that you don't. And I think if you don't know what that thing is, it may be a time where in the waiting... The Lord is calling you to your face and to pray. He may be calling you to this time of just hearing his voice and clinging to him. And maybe some of you that do know, which is funny because I almost find like knowing is harder than not knowing. Because when you know and you're not seeing the results, it almost seems even more frustrating. You're like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not doing it. Those ones who don't know, they're just like, yeah, you know. But I feel like for those even that, even the ones that do know, you might find yourselves in a place of like where you're striving or you're complaining or you're just wondering, you're in this season of just like, ah, oh, what do I do next? Where do I go? How, 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 what? But I believe that the Lord might be telling you as well to get on your face and pray. Have you talked to him? Have you asked him? If you're in a season of, of bickering and complaining and just like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried that. Have you asked the Lord what you're supposed to do next? Your waiting requires an action. It's, it's not just you sitting there waiting for something to fall in your lap. You know? 
You can't just sit there and wait for something to fall into your lap like that. That's usually not how it works. The Father requires movement. He loves action, preparation, expectancy. It's what he's putting you, expectancy. And how do you expect something? You prepare. You're like, I know this is coming. What can I do? How can I grow? How can I do this? How can I do that? There's something that happens when you are eagerly, eagerly expectant. And the beauty of it is that not only are we taking action steps in the waiting, you know, whether it's praying or journaling, maybe you're dreaming with a business partner, or maybe you're doing these things, but God is moving too. It's not just you doing everything. The scripture, what did it say? This is what God is doing in the waiting seasons. While you are praying and while you are believing and while you are taking the steps and being obedient to what he's telling you to do, let me tell you, this is what God is doing. He is renewing our strength. This is on that scripture. He's giving power to us when we feel weak. His strength causes us to ascend with wings like eagles to give us a new perspective. Maybe some of you might feel stuck in something because you just need to look at it a different way. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And he breaks off the weariness. This is what the Lord is doing in your season of waiting. So why be disappointed and why be hopeless when the Lord is moving and he's working and he's shifting and he's positioning, he's getting all this stuff, whatever, and you're just here like, I'm just going to wait for it to fall in my lap or I'm just going to be here and be mad because it's not the right timing, 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 timing. The Lord's timing is so perfect. You know what? If it came on your time, it'll probably crush you. It'll probably mess you up, and it'll probably just bring all sorts of mess and whatever. The Lord will have to come and release his grace and be like, all right, kid, let's go back. You know what I mean? Like, avoid all the drama. We can avoid all the drama in seasons of waiting if we just look to him, if we just trust in him, if we remember, if we lean into him, he's renewing our strength. He's giving us power when we feel weak. He gives us strength so we can ascend. He gives us a new perspective over the mountain. I love it. Sometimes we sing it, every mountain looks so small from heaven, right? He gives us a new perspective, and he breaks off the weariness and the disappointment. Receive the strength of the Lord and take joy in the waiting. And I know some seasons are so hard, and sometimes it's, sometimes we got to do the hard things. Nobody wants to do the hard things anymore. They want everything now. I want to know what's going on now. I want results now. Especially when you see what the calling is and you see the purpose and you feel like everything else is just going to get in the way. That's what I need to see and that's what I want, but it's not happening. Imagine Jesus knowing full and well that he was called (laughs) to save humanity, to defeat death, hell, and the grave, to bring us into union with him, this big, his purpose but yet he comes over here is like, man, God, like really? Teenage hormonal fisherman, this is what you're giving me right now? Uh-uh. What if he was like, I have things to do in case you don't remember what you told me to do. They're just going to hold me back. This thing is going to slow me down. This group of boys is going to slow me down. No, he didn't do that. God knew what happens in the process of growing. And what did he do? He discipled. He built. He performed miracles. He did all of these things until he got to the day where he's like, it is my time to fulfill my purpose and to defeat death. And, but what, what got him there? 
All of these things that see, he, he said yes to. Jesus is the perfect picture of how to wait well. He kept going. He kept moving. He prayed. He prayed and obeyed. He did what the Father was doing. He said what the Father was saying. In every season, he didn't complain. He didn't bicker. He didn't get hopeless. He didn't get any of these things. He prayed did what the father was doing, said what the father was saying for those three years. Look at the legacy he left in that. Instead of being like, no, I was brought here to do this big thing. He discipled. Maybe the Lord's calling you to influence thousands. Maybe the Lord's calling you to do these things. But the step for you right now is to disciple three people. The step right now might be for you to disciple five people. And to pour into a small group. Maybe the Lord's calling you to invest time and money into a business. And you see these things. You're like, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to invest all this, blah, blah, blah. But you can't even invest an hour in the prayer room. And you're not even giving to this foster home that the Lord told you to. But you're like, no, I got my eye on this thing. What's the Lord saying to you in the season of waiting? What's he calling you to? We have an opportunity to grow and to thrive in seasons of waiting, to bear fruit, to see the goodness of God. Are you waiting well? And we need to break off the lie that makes you feel like, like you're missing out on anything in your season of waiting. You feel like maybe when, when you're not seeing things happen, you feel like, I'm not doing anything. I'm no good to anyone in this season. I feel purposeless. I feel what, you know, I feel all these things. Those are lies of the enemy that would cause you to do that because this is, I'm telling you, man, this is the time to grow. This is the time for you to really know who you are. And this stuff will get exposed real fast in season of waiting. Real fast. Real fast. Especially if you're hungry saying you get real hangry people see the real joy when she's hungry right we have an opportunity to grow in our seasons of waiting and to thrive God takes us from glory to glory in every season he doesn't take us from glory to like me a little bit and then back to glory and then oh this is sucks and then back to glory again. No, he takes us from glory to glory to glory in every single season. Like I said, there's no, there's no, there does not need to be seasons of defeat, seasons of emptiness, seasons of loneliness and waiting. You were built and made to prosper in every season. Why? We have the strength of the Lord. We have the perspective of the king. We can thrive and soar in every single season. Allow God to teach you more about your sonship while you wait. About who you are as a son and as a daughter, not as a worker bee. I love it. Vicky always says so many times we're, we're human doings. We're human beings. Just because we're not seeing things now, 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 now. We feel like nothing's happening. No. There's an opportunity for growth and just to sit and rest with the Lord and hear from the Lord. What's he doing? What's he saying to you in this time? What's the next step? 
There's an opportunity for growth and trusting in the Lord as you wait. And I believe as the church, we can flip the script on waiting seasons. And to, so that way they don't look like it's seasons of being lazy, discouraged, or disappointment. But we can be filled with eagerness and hope. Isn't that good? We can be filled with hope and waiting. I want to read this, um, this psalm real quick. Psalm 135 through 6. It says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. More than the watchman for the morning. And I, um, I, had, I had actually read this um, a couple months back off of a website. I don't remember who wrote it, so credit to whoever did. Don't sue me or anything like that for reading this. But in, in, in part of the scripture, it says, During those waiting times take on the active role of a watchman. In biblical times, watchmen vigilantly guarded the city. They watched for enemies who might attack at night, and they waited for the sun to come up. They were alert, obedient, and ready to respond when needed. This is what they're doing while they're waiting. When called upon, they sprang into action. But on the other hand, watchmen didn't make things happen. They didn't control the rising of the sun. They couldn't speed up the process of the dawning of a new day, but a watchman knew the difference between his job and God's job. Wow, are you doing your job while you wait? Are you trying to do your job and the Lord's job? We are to be alert. Are you alert in the season of waiting? Are you ready? Are you at peace? Are you trusting in the Lord to do his job? Is your hope in him? Psalm 25 says, whoever's hope is in the Lord will never be put to shame. Are you hoping in the Lord in every season? He's not going to let you down. He's not going to disappoint you. Partner with that promise that those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. I don't know how doesn't make anybody happy. Whoever hopes in the Lord is not put to shame. He doesn't disappoint. He always pulls through in every season. So the fact that we can go through these seasons of waiting and still be able to prosper and still be able to have this excitement and this joy of saying what's next, the fact that we have access to the strength of the Lord, the fact that we have access to see from heaven's perspective and look beyond what's right here in front of us, but we can see and we can go for, we can take this thing and just say, God, what do you want me to do next? I'm ready. I am ready. I am ready. And I am expectant. Instead of sitting in disappointment because it doesn't look like what we want it to look like because it's not when we wanted it to happen. Look what we have access to. Disappointment and discouragement is not anything we should carry. We should be carrying the strength of the Lord. We should be carrying the hope of the Lord in every season his wisdom, his encouragement, his truth. But we pick up all this other stuff in seasons of waiting. We pick up the disappointment. We pick up all the questioning. We pick up the confusion. I'm telling you, we can redeem the seasons of waiting in the Lord. We can redeem these seasons. And here's one thing. I'm going to read this. I said this in the first because the Lord gave me this, but didn't give me anything more than what I'm about to say. So, Call it a mic drop moment if you want. I don't know. But it's one of those things. I'm just going to say it, and it's for somebody. Here we go. 
If the Lord is calling you to truly rest while you wait, I'd like to submit to you to ask the Lord what that rest is supposed to look like. And also, when is the last time you've asked the Lord, am I done resting in the waiting? That's all what Jesus literally said, just say that and then just smile. I'm gonna smile. I don't know who that's for, but that's for somebody. When's the last time you've asked the Lord, what does my rest look like in the waiting? If that's the season you're in, and when's the last time you asked him, okay, Lord, am I done? I don't know who that's for, but I'm just going to go. I'm just going to move on. Towards the beginning, I mentioned that there's two things you can do. You can either wait and do nothing, or you can wait and prepare. And like I said, preparing in it, you know, can look like so many things. Journaling, resting, planning, dreaming. But I want to present to you two things um, that I believe that the Lord invites us to in seasons of waiting. Number one, pray. Pray. Do you guys, are you guys scared of prayer? It was like, pray. <laughs> I like to pray because stuff happens when we pray. And I'm like, pray, yes. <laughs> Not only should this be done every day, but in every season and more so during seasons of transition and waiting. Y'all, if you're in the middle of transition and waiting, you need the voice of God more than ever. You need to be so in tune with the spirit. You need to be listening. And I'm not talking, and I, I'm not trying to um, say that this is a bad thing, but I know a lot of us kind of like, I talk to Jesus all day, sis. Yes, but are you, do you listen during those moments? What's the communication like? I can sit here and talk to my friends on Sunday morning, hey, 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 whatever, but it's different than when we go to lunch together. You know what I mean? It's different when it's a phone call and we take time together. You know what I mean? I think about my friends. I do whatever. But when we actually sit and get in each other's lives, that's when stuff happens. And that's when things, that's how I'm asking the body right now to pray in your season of waiting. The Lord is ready to speak. He's ready to give you those next steps. And you can ask him for all of these things, but it's not going to come by way of just waiting and doing nothing. We need to pray. The church needs to pray again, needs to look at Jesus. And I feel that because there's been such a lack of prayer in the church, that's why all of the problems look so big, because we're starting to look at these things more than the king. The Lord is calling us. It's like a returning back to the heart of the father and just looking at him, remembering who he is letting him remind us of who we are so we can go and take over this stuff and not defeated. We remember the strength that he has. We let him just begin to pour all that goodness into us through prayer. We love on him and we bless him. And then we can go back and own this season. Number two is obey. And not just obey, obey quickly. Obey quickly. Psalm 119 says, I will not delay to obey your commands. Because I think we all know what happens when we don't obey God, right? And if you don't know, then you're better than the rest of us and you've always obeyed God, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody. 
everybody knows what happens when you don't obey God. Everything, it does. It feels, you just feel off. Everything just feels out of sync. Things are not positioned correctly. Stuff starts to fall apart. All of these things. And the thing that's what happens when we obey the Lord, there's such an exchange of peace because we're doing what he said. You know what I mean? We're doing all that he has said. The Lord is so faithful and patient with us. Some seasons of waiting are harder than others, but I believe that we have an opportunity as sons and daughters of God to grab these seasons of waiting by the throat and say, you will bless me. You can grab your season of waiting and all of this stuff, and you can say, I'm going to be blessed in this season. I'm going to thrive. I'm going to be fruitful in the building and in the growing and in the expectation and all of these things. You can tell your seasons what's going to happen. You have authority. The Father says that every season should bear fruit. It's biblical. We are called, just like in Psalm 1, it says his, his leaf never withers and whatsoever he does will prosper because we are firmly planted in streams of living water. So we have access to fruitfulness in every single season. That tells me that I have authority over every season. I don't know about you guys. That tells me that I have authority and I have the right to be blessed in every season. Tell the season of waiting, you will bless me. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be strengthened in the Lord. I'm going to build. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to do whatever it is that the next step that the Lord has for me without discouragement, without disappointment, without being upset because it doesn't look like or sound like or taste like what I thought. But it is what God told me to do. You can thrive. I just keep hearing the word thrive. You can thrive in your seasons of waiting, guys. Isn't that good? Come on. No more. We're not made. We're sons and daughters of the living God. Why are we so mad and disappointed and fighting and bickering and when we have access to so much truth and joy? Why? There's so much to be done. There's so much to be built. Everybody has a purpose and a plan. There's things that I know within all of you, you haven't even tapped into yet because I think maybe we're looking at the wrong things. The wrong things are taking our attention. The enemy comes with distraction. Distractions are like, ah. Distractions, I feel like, are the thing that the enemy gets us with so much to take us off of our assignment and what the Lord is calling us to do. But look what Jesus did. He wasn't distracted because things were coming before what his calling was. He's like, hey, I'm going to show you guys what can be built and what can grow until I get to that point when I'm on the cross defeating death. This is what we can do. And we're going to do it good and we're going to do it right and filled with joy. I had a vision um, last week. And I said, this is kind of what tied the whole message together. I was like, okay, um, it was kind of like an awake vision, I guess. Um, I saw myself in the ground and kind of like a hole, and water kept pouring in through it. And I'm struggling to keep my head above the water, but then I see Jesus. And I'm reaching my hands out, and as I begin to kind of sink under the water, um, Jesus just kept smiling at me. And I said, why don't you pull me out? And he starts to grin, and he says, because I made you some steps this time. And as soon as I heard him say that, I began to feel the steps under me. 
as I was able to get up out of that hole. And I asked the Lord what this meant, and this is what I heard, that there's seasons when there is acceleration and we see solutions in the answers like right away. But then there are also seasons in the waiting where God is just giving us steps. And Jesus said, stop and take the steps. Keep your gaze on Jesus in the waiting. Pray, obey, prepare, be expectant, and watch what he does. And watch what he does. Even it made me think of when I was in the midst of that and the vision, my perspective, everything was so focused on what was drowning me. Everything was focused on what was going on that I didn't even notice the steps. And the steps were right there the whole time. And the steps were actually better for me. I'm just like, oh, man, it is. It made me feel like, man, I can lean on the Lord. He is speaking to me. He is going to provide for me in my season when I feel overwhelmed. He doesn't leave us hanging. He doesn't leave us out hanging. He doesn't leave us to do things by ourselves. He is so faithful and he's so good. And a lot of this, I feel like even the support and the steps, sometimes I was feeling this in the first, and I didn't say it, but it can come by way of community as well. I feel like it can come by way of people coming and supporting you in your season of waiting and calling the gold and saying, hey, sis, I know you're supposed to be doing this, but what you're doing right now is really, really good. Man, what you're doing right now is changing lives. You might not feel like it. You might not know it. You might whatever. And I know it's not exactly what you want to be doing, but you are doing something. Way to go. Be there in someone's life to bless them as well in their waiting. While you're getting blessed, bless someone else in their waiting season and support and encourage one another. Right? Oh, man. But I just, I'm going to pray for you. If you can stand to your feet. I just, I'm so excited because I really feel, I'm telling you, especially for this house, there's so much giftedness. There's so many teachers there's so many worshipers, there's so many evangelists, there's so many people that just are loving. There's pastors in here, I'm sure, that they don't even know it. And I feel like the Lord right now is preparing so many people in what has seemed like a season of, I don't know what to do next. Um, maybe you have felt overwhelmed by it, like, what, where do I go from here? Like, what do I do with this? I'm telling you, there's an invitation right now. It's like a feast of the Lord just saying, just ask me. Ask me. Like I said, when's the last time you've asked the Lord? Because sometimes what you've been doing isn't going to work, you know, for the next thing. What you've done before. Maybe even the way you've prayed before. The way you've talked to the Lord before. The way you've communicated with him before. He can change everything. But that's what I'm saying. It takes an open heart to be ready and willing just to go with, go with the flow of it. Go with the Lord. Be open to change. Don't be stuck in what has, you've always done. Don't be scared to take risks in the waiting. Don't be scared to dream in the waiting. Don't feel like you're not going anywhere in the waiting. The waiting to me is just as important as fulfilling the actual purpose because the Lord is building us all up for that to be fulfilled. Amen? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so let me just pray over you. We can have the prayer team come up as well. If you 
If you are in a season, before I pray, if you're in a season of waiting, and either one, you have been wrestling with this discouragement or this disappointment, um, you've been feeling anxious, or if it's brought on confusion, please, 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 these people are here and ready to take that season of waiting by the throat with you. They are ready. They are ready. If you're in a season right now of waiting where you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but you need someone to believe with you even for the next steps, let them pray with you. Let them pray with you and let them just bring a word of encouragement over your life. I promise you it will be so helpful. Yes, so, all right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you, God, for your strength. I thank you for your strength in every season. I just release a refreshing over every person that's here from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. For anyone who has been feeling weak in this season or feeling tired or feeling lonely or lost, oh, that the God of comfort would come, would come and just break off every lie, every attack of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you right now for clarity for clarity in seasons of waiting. Father, your word says that you, you cause us to ascend. You cause us to ascend. You give us clarity. You give us a better picture and a better perspective. So I thank you, Father, that you are doing that now, even over those that are searching and seeking, that you would give them a new perspective. And I just praise you, God. We thank you for your faithfulness in every season. We thank you that you help us go through the hard things. You help us, uh, you know, make decisions and you help us, you know, just with feeling comforted and encouraged by you. There's some that don't have anyone else but you. And that's okay. Lean into the Lord. Lean into the Lord. I feel like there's some right now, I'm just going to say this, that the Lord, I don't believe it's isolation but I feel like the Lord has called you to something unfamiliar of where maybe you normally have always been around people and have always, you know, kind of had that group, you know, that you've either poured into you or you poured into them. And I feel like the Lord is kind of separating you a little bit. And I feel like it's, it's something, it's like a preparation time for you. So don't feel it as a season of like, if people might be saying, why are you withdrawing? Or why are you doing this? Why are you pulling away? Why are you doing whatever? I really feel like the Lord is preparing you for something like really, really big. And I don't know who that's for, but don't be discouraged by people who might say anything about that. Like that's between you and the Lord. But I believe even in that season um, that the Lord is going to, it's like he's like, I need you to be my companion again. I don't know how else to say that. To lean on the Lord and not on the voices of others. To quiet the noise for a little bit. I don't believe it's a long season, but it's time to quiet out the noise. 
And he's going to begin to speak to you. So, Father, we just thank you, God, for your voice. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your joy, God. And we just bless every family here this morning, God, that even as we enjoy um, this weekend, Father, that everything that we do, you go before us and you protect us and you provide for us because you're the best father ever. And we love you so much. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.